737 here on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. And joining me now, as he does every Thursday at this time, Mike Wood, the public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Hey, Mike, welcome back to the show, sir. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Candy. <laughs> oh, Good morning. That's the best. All right. So, uh, what do we got going on this week? Uh, anything that we don't already know about in the last few days? Not at all. It's been a full week. So everybody's just, you know, chilling, drinking coffee, eating donuts, doing nothing. Nothing's happening. That <laughs> So, yeah, I think the I get the eating donuts part. Um that that landed here. I, I get it. If, you know, or are they eating funny, McGuire's yeah. fried chicken with a fork? Nice. So nice. you got that too. Um yeah, I did and I, I got some looks. I got some looks, so I think you might be onto something. <laughs> All right, so uh, we did have a, a, a robbery at the Wells Fargo Bank on Bayou last week. Uh, what do we know? Well, we know that we're still looking for Mr. Tanner Morgan, and we believe that he may have left the area. So uh, normally what we'll do when that happens is um, ask for help from other law enforcement, uh, law enforcement agencies, uh, namely in, in this case the uh, U.S. Marshals. So um, we're going to get our hands on him sooner or later, but uh, with, with the help of the Marshals and, and uh and, th- and folks like that, it shouldn't take long. But, uh, yeah, we'll let you know. We'll update you as soon as that happens. And was this an armed robbery? What was the situation here? No, he did not display a weapon okay. uh, in, in this particular robbery. But, yeah, there's the, the threat of one or, or you know demanding money, it's, it's still robbery in the state of Florida. Now, it's interesting because you and I had talked about a robbery that did not take place within the city limits. It was close on Creighton Road, but the week before, uh, and I kind of asked you some of the same questions that I'd ask here is, which, you know, if you're in this situation, what is your advice as a law enforcement officer to, um, you know, to the bank, to the teller, to the patrons? Well, to give them whatever they want. There's nothing in that building worth your life or someone else's. Um, you know, just give it to them and, and don't try to be a hero. Uh, just try to be a good witness. But uh, and I believe most uh, employees, the financial institutions, are taught the same. Just to uh, to go ahead and comply uh, with everything except leaving. You don't you don't ever leave uh, with the with a suspect from the from the property. And that's that's just general advice. Is never allow yourself to go to a secondary location with any criminal, right? Well, yeah, that's and it's not just bank tellers. It's it's anywhere. If you're approached by someone uh, trying to carjack you or or you know rob you in a in a parking lot and they want you to get in the car and go with them, uh, you're going to need to fight right then and there because uh, your chances of survival if you get in that vehicle with them uh, go down significantly. And uh, you know if they're going to hurt you, make them do it right there in that parking lot where we can find you and get help to you quickly. Because if you go with them, we might not find you for weeks or months or if at all. So, uh, yeah, we always tell people to uh, uh, never, never, you know, there's a time to fight and that's it if they're trying to get you to leave that particular location with them. Now, that's such a great way to put it because it's that secondary location. That's They're not trying to take you there because it's going to be uh, easier for you at that point to do uh, to get away. It's because they think they have the advantage there. And so fight now because you're going to be fighting eventually. Uh, no, that's that's great, great information. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is the uh, badges and patches. We are what we're kind of rolling out the patches are already on the arms on some uniforms, but we don't are, do we have the badges yet? The new badges? Not yet. You know, we're at the mercy of the manufacturers and uh, they were supposed to be there last month. So we're still waiting on those. 
Uh, we expect them very soon. Uh, the same thing with the patches, but the, the person or the, the folks that made those have uh, gotten most of those to us, and we're in the process now, the process now of getting those out on the uniforms that existed, and they're uh, coming in on all the new uniforms. So right. we're about halfway there on the patches. All right, very good. In the national news, there was this crazy story about uh, a ring of catalytic converter thieves that they arrested, and I, we're talking like $500 million worth of catalytic converters, some crazy amount of money that these folks made. I know periodically in recent years that's been a story here locally. Has that been an issue much in the last couple of months here in Pensacola? Well, uh, sporadically, it comes and goes. A lot of times uh, people will come in from out of town to hit uh, uh, car lots or apartment complexes or things where, you know, places where there's a lot of vehicles, and then they'll disappear, and, uh, and we won't have any of those thefts for, for quite a while, and then they'll start again. So, uh, yeah, this is something that's been going on because of, you know, what's involved in making, manufacturing those devices. Uh, there's a lot of money in those, and, you know, we just wish that the people that are buying them uh, would be a little bit more careful, and, and there was, you know, there were some more rules as far as uh, how you obtain those um, you know that would that would slow those down, but that's something that's out of uh, of law enforcement's reach. That's something we can't do anything about. Uh, we just want to encourage people to uh, be careful about where they park. Sometimes, uh, if you've got a garage, use it. If you have lights outside on your driveway, have those on. And uh, little things like that can deter those thefts. What What's the um. <laughs> I think about the way we think about our property and how, you know, a normal person thinks it's in my driveway, it's safe, or, you know, it's on my back porch, it's safe. Uh, nobody would dare blah, 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 whatever the, you know, the, the result of that sentence is. And of course, what we know now is, well, criminals will dare to do anything because the whole point is that they don't have those same internal limitations and constraints. That's what makes them criminals. What's the, don't do this because you might be a victim of a crime kind of your advice to people that they don't think about that would keep their stuff safer. If you know, you get what I'm saying? Like, you know, we talk about park your car inside. Cause if it's, especially if it's got a catalytic converter or, you know, uh, leaving your, um, you know, your hardware and your power tools out on the back porch, you know, what, what kind of thing like that are people not thinking about that would prevent these crimes from happening? Well, people, a lot of folks think that it'll never happen to them. They're, you know, they live in a very safe neighborhood. They can leave the doors unlocked and the car unlocked and things invisible in the vehicle. And they don't think it'll ever happen to them. And when it does, they're surprised. And we, we see that a lot. Um, and then you've got people like us, cops, that think, overthink it. And, uh, you know, we, we try, not to, try not to be victims ourselves, but we pra- try to practice what we preach. So uh, just make sure, you know, it's not a matter of if you're going to become a crime victim. It's a matter of when. And if it's only just one time in your life and it's a petty theft, uh, then you can consider yourself fortunate. But uh, there's a lot of bad folks out there that, that like to take things that don't belong to them. And it's the job of the rest of all of us is to make it as difficult for them as we possibly can. Very good. We always like to end with some kind of a myth or a did you know? What do you got for me this week? It's about, Yeah, it's about lineups. It's another uh, a cop show I saw on TV, and everybody's seen it. It's when they have about six or seven uh, suspects walk into uh, up onto a stage with bright lights, and then there's a two-way mirror where the victim is on the other side of the mirror. And, and it seems on these TV shows you've got about um, – four or five different races, heights, weights, uh, males, females. There's all kinds of, th- of, of people up on that stage, and the person that, uh, that's the guilty party kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. That's not how it happens at all. Uh, maybe in, in the old days, but uh, at the Pensacola Police Department, we don't have a room like that. Uh, the way that it has to be done, is, it's got to be fair. And the investigators will, will make a lineup of uh, six uh, folks or maybe more, and these are photographs now. But the photographs have to have 
the, the people in the photographs need to look uh, sort of alike. You can't have um, different races and heights and weights and things like that when you're trying, um, you know, to point toward, toward one specific person. It has to, these folks on these uh, lineups have to look uh, similar in order for the, the victim to be able to pick out the right person and it to be fair. And it's done, as you said, it's not even done with a physical lineup through a two-way mirror. It's done through a, a book of, uh, you know, ordinary people and criminals and, you know, people who look somewhat similar to each other. And that's who you compare, right? Yeah, it's almost like a uh, manila folder or, or of sorts. It's got uh, six spots on it where the, the investigator will put photographs uh, in those in those squares and then hand it to the victim and say, is this person here? And, and they're not going to say whether they are or not, but you look at this and you tell me if there's anybody that you recognize. Yeah, actually, I said it out loud, and I don't know that it's a fact. In the manila folder full of the six photographs, are all of the photos going to be of the suspect and or convicted criminals, or will there be ordinary pictures of regular people in there too? Well, I mean, they wouldn't be there if they didn't, they, they, they usually have been charged with something. Okay. I, I mean, I figured and, that and was the case, but I didn't know for sure. So and I said it wrong. So, all right, fair enough. Yeah. So that's, that's a myth. We don't have that kind of room. And in fact, a lot of people don't understand, don't realize that we don't even have a, a jail cell or a holding cell at the Pensacola <laughs> police department. So you don't uh, the, the old no. police that you see on tape that we, that we don't have a single one there. No, they have to take them over to the regular jail. It wow. just like everybody else. Yeah. It's annoying. Did not know that. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, kind of a drive too. Uh, very good. Mike Wood. He is a public information officer for PPD. Mike, as always, thanks for the information and the time and keeping us safe, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. 